What's up, what's up, what's up? It's the one and only uh, Dr. Ocula himself, Huey Flea Newton in the flesh. I uh, just want to send a special shout out to fanmovement.com. They got our t-shirts up there right now. Check it out. Uh, barbershop mentality. If you're a, a fella and you're looking for something rough and rugged to wear while you're out there being a savage, or if you're one of our beautiful, sexy ladies that are looking for something to wear during the summertime, wear with the short shorts, the cutoffs, have your legs looking all icy and glazed and all that, definitely check out fanmovement.com they got you also as a special uh, interest 20% of the t-shirt sales go to black lives matter because they do in fact matter and we definitely support that so definitely check us out fanmovement.com barbershop mentality what Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Once again, it is on live from the East Coast, Beast Coast. It is the one and only Barbershop Mentality Podcast. It is I, as always, Huey Flea Newton, Dr. Ocula, Big Dick Gregory, uh, um, Stevie's Youngest Wonder, Mm -hmm. Big Black Africa, Future Flavors. And I'm joined with my brothers, man. I got some esteemed colleagues and bastards with me today to the left as always my good brother mr kwame west what's going on brother how you feeling yes sir man ain't shit shaking but the leaves and cheese you know how i do beloved you know shout out to my man jigger for being in the songwriters hall of fame first rapper to do that yeah so i got i got these jigger bars i want to drop real quick yo last scene out of state where i dropped my sling i'm deep in the south kicking up top game Bouncing yeah. on the highway, switching four lanes, screaming through the sunroof, money ain't a thing. Ooh. Bars. And as always, man, to my right, Mr. Uh, uh, El Chipo de Creepo, uh, uh, the Groupon Don, you know what I'm saying? The, fam- the Don Dada Family Dollar, Mr. I-95, Julius Rock, what's going on, bro? How them bricks moving? <laughs> You know me, baby. Got a dead white girl in the trunk, man. Driving out 95 as we speak, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might, we might as well shine, shine together. together. I know, Better that's now I mean. or never, business before pleasure. Barbershop Metallic Podcast. Who you know do no, it do better? better you damn right. No matter bitch. what, we hear tight. Woo! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit gets me so hyped to this day, man. Fact. And we got two esteemed colleagues, man. When these brothers first jumped on, I got a little uncomfortable. Because the Southern accent started out numbering the New York accent. I was like, yo, there's a lot of Southerners on here. But these are two good brothers, man. These are shop legends right here, man. So I'm going to start with my man, Wave. Wave, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? I'm feeling wonderful, man. She's chilling out here in the Queen City right now, just enjoying life. Hold on. That's a beautiful thing. Man, you got bars for us? You got any bars? Hey, look, considering it is <clears throat> Tupac's birthday and everything, I have to say one of the greatest lines in hip-hop history. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. Whoa! Whoa! That I'm supposed to. I'm about to edit that shit out. Damn. That was tough. Yep, yep, go ahead, man. How you feeling? Man, look, I'm feeling all right, but that was tough, man. I got to go behind that. That was a little aggressive. That was real aggressive, man. I'm chilling, though. You know what I mean? Somebody got to represent for the South, so, you know, mama told me not to sell work. Uh Uh-huh. 17.5, 17.5, same color t-shirt. Preach. Bars. Mm-hmm. Talk that shit, Listen, nigga. Man, and I don't know how to sleep. I got to eat. Stay on my toes. Got mm-hmm. a lot of beef. So logically, I pray on, on my foes. foes. Mm-hmm. is still inside of me. And as far as progress, you be hard-pressed to find another rapper as hot as me. I gave you prophecy on my first joint. And y'all niggas all lamed out. Didn't really appreciate it till the, the second, second one came, came out. So I stretched the game out, etch your name out, put Jigga on top, and drop albums nonstop for you, nigga. Hard in our life shit, man. Hey, mm-hmm. we got a good one here today. Talk that shit, nigga. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got, I got, I got, I got to mention this. This is, uh, Wave been on this podcast like four or five times. I, I lost count. But yeah, this is the first time 
he has a, a actual mic in front of him. So give him a round of applause for that. <laughs> hey yo, shut the hell up. First off, <laughs> like he's like in a baseball field. Y'all ask me to do the podcast, like I'll be either covering games or I'll be at the crib or on the road. Like <laughs> in a baseball Nigga. Dang, dang, brother. I'm sorry. I just want to let them know. You's at a baseball field. You's talking on your strike three. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking. So it's good to have you, man. It's good to have your brothers here, man. Hey, we got a good one. We're going to talk some shit. We're going to talk basketball shit. We're going to talk real life shit. Let's talk about this finals. Um, I mean, really, at f- the night that they lost, the Cavs lost, it was a bit of an uproar. But now sitting back looking at it, was there any reason to be shocked? I mean, what? Uh, uh, Wave, talk to me about the finals, man. What were your overall feelings watching those five games as the Cavs got demolished? To be honest, this is probably one of the worst playoff sets that we've seen in a very, very long time. Damn right. I mean, when you look at it, Golden State, like I felt like the blueprint was developed toward beating Golden State last year. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City had the perfect idea you rough them up. I mean, they had Enos Cantor, they had Steven Adams, and of course, like they have Russell Westbrook, guys that can really get physical with you. <clears throat> but nobody could really muscle Golden State this season, and particularly in the playoffs. I mean, when you go 16 and one, I mean, better than the 2001 Lakers who won 15 and one. I mean, that, that's that's a red flag right there. That's that's something extremely alarming. How you gonna rough them up though when they shoot from three point line? But I mean, you could find you could find ways. Like this ain't 1996 where everybody got a big man inside. That might be true, but drive. that might be true. But in 2016, going Oklahoma City was able to do it and go up three one, and then Cleveland finally knocked them off in seven. So I mean, like well, they had no Draymond though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they had no that, Durant, but yeah, we got yeah, another special guest on the podcast, man. You gotta introduce yourself, brother. Yeah, introduce yourself, man. What up, coming live and direct from New York City by way of Charlotte 704. Shout out to Fayetteville. It's your boy Chris Hutch. Just walked in the building. This nigga just inserted himself in the fucking podcast. Okay. He definitely did. Right. He, he here right. now, though. He here. All right, it's a beautiful thing. Um, let me go ahead and get back to it, though. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, you've got two of the greatest shooters, well, two of the top shooters of all time. You got one of the best scorers of all time, Kevin Durant, that they brought in. Part of me shouldn't be surprised. LeBron really gave everything that he possibly could, and it still wasn't enough. Kyrie did his thing. J.R. Henney had his moments. But, I mean, for the most part, we should not be too surprised about Golden State winning this title. Julius Rock, was it that LeBron didn't have help? Or was it that Golden State is just too good? I think Golden State just got in the ass, bro. I mean, mm. I'm sick and tired of hearing that LeBron does not have help. He needs when help. Has, like, like, nigga, the nigga only did not have help one final, bro. The nigga has had help yeah, every year single State, year. I, I get sick and tired of he needs help. Like, what? how much help do you need, bro? You need to go get Damon Lillard. You need to go and get Blake. You need to go get DeAndre Jordan. Go get fucking Dirk. Go get Butler. God damn, nigga. I'm, I'm saying he, he, he didn't have help, though. The referees didn't show up in game five. What you mean? <laughs> he didn't have help. You know what I mean? What you mean? Dog, what? what the ref mean? didn't show up. Wrong, wrong, the, it hasn't registered with him yet, man, yo. He's on, he's on 95 I'm, with them packs. Because of the bricks. He's scared. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sick and tired. I'm just sick and tired of these LeBron apologies, bro. Like, they're making, like, they're angling excuses. Like, the, the, like Chris Broussard, like LeBron faced 23, 20, what, 26 Hall of Famers when it was 10. Yeah. Barely. Like, I'm, like nigga, the nigga lost. He's 3-5 and five in finals, except it is it's what not it is. that sad, bro. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. LeBron's still top, to me, he's still top five. You know what I mean? It doesn't knock him off. AJ, where do you put LeBron at after this finals loss? I put him at, um... At three or four, man. Okay, I can't put him as the goat. Mm. Obviously, you know what I mean. Is he is he never going to be the goat? It can't be. You know what I mean. Like it's impressive to get the eight finals. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but you you three and five. Like, it, mm. you know, it is what it is. At the end of the day, LeBron never lost the finals. Kobe, you know, Kobe's an assassin when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'll put LeBron right there afterwards because he looks to make everybody better. But you know, at the end of the day, you got it's a it, it come a point in the game where you got to take the game over when you're a stature of like LeBron. 
And when it comes to that point, he's too passive. I think it was what game game two or three. My man was about to drive to the uh, he was he was driving to the to the hoop. Yeah. Instead of instead of going to the goal and trying to force the foul and make the shot, he dished it to Passing. the corner, which is the right basketball move. But when you are a superstar and like LeBron's position, you got to you got to make that play. Well, but here's another question. I gotta ask this question. Go ahead. I apologize. I gotta ask this question though. <clears throat> is it because we look at we compare? LeBron to Jordan so much that we don't look at him along the lines of him being more like Magic Johnson. No, no, yo, let me talk about. It. Let me speak on that. We've seen LeBron be assertive though, like, and that's the, and that's the thing. He did yeah. it last year. That's how they won. No, he did that shit against Boston when his, when Boston was about to. Send oh, his that ass last game, yeah, forty-five point. Yeah, that yeah. forty-five and fifteen. Yeah, yeah he showed they the hell up that, that I, I, I think you could safely make an argument for, like, number three. If you really want to get deep into it, maybe you can compare him and Kobe, maybe. But, you know, I, I think number three is pretty pretty safe. But I think that's an interesting point Wade brought up. It's like, uh, no doubt, I want you, want you to speak on this. Do you think it's wrong to compare someone like a LeBron who is more of an all-around player to someone who's more of a scorer like a Kobe and a Jordan? Uh, yeah, I do because uh... – I think being that Jordan is the GOAT, you know, you see a lot of people want to compare him to, like, the highest standard. But yeah, he really is more like a Magic Johnson, you know, and that's not a bad thing. Magic, We just watched the documentary, you know, we're going to talk about it later. This nigga Magic mm. actually did play center. You know, we say we say um, LeBron, LeBron. Could, guard, could guard all five positions and play all five positions. This nigga Magic actually did it. Yep. And so it's not a bad thing comparing him to Magic. And, and, and I think people... Need to start doing that more, but also we talked about uh, Curtis. You you had the stat like you know in your head in your brain. Uh, how many of the top ten in uh, in assists have a championship? What was that? What was that stat again? Oh, it was like only like three. It's Magic. It was Jason Kidd, and somebody else. But it wasn't like it wasn't like people that actually led their teams outside of Magic. And and maybe Jason Kidd when he did it with Dallas, they weren't like team leaders. Yeah. Basically, the point of that stat is assist dominant players don't win championships, but scoring players do. The only person in the top ten scoring that doesn't have a championship is Karl Malone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus someone where there's like at a at the top ten assists, they don't win championships. I mean, Chris Paul is climbing up that list, and that nigga's never even been to the Western Conference Finals. So mm-hmm. my question, my question to you guys is, and and um. I guess, Wave, you could take this. Do you want LeBron to change his game and be more scoring dominant? We, we're going to talk about the Lakers versus the Celtics later on in that 30 for 30. But one of the key parts is when Pat Riley told Magic Johnson, it's your team, dominate the scoring. And in 84, he had some key turnovers. But when they played him again in 87, he was scoring a lot more. And they were able to crush the Celtics. Do you want to see LeBron shoot more? And have another facilitator on the court for the for the Cavs wave, without question. I mean, like if LeBron is gonna get at least like another two titles, he has to be way more assertive. Because I mean, like <clears throat> like you said earlier, the top ten as far as like assists, they don't really <clears throat> they don't really get to lead their teams to titles. And then Karl Malone being the only one on the top ten scoring, he had the number one assist maker of all time, and John Stockton on his team for so long. So I mean, <laughs> just off of that, but. We've seen LeBron dominate games. I mean, we remember in 2007 when he brought a sorry-ass Cavs team to the NBA Finals, when he scored 48 points, the last 25 for the team, 29 in the last 30 right there. 2012, like when the Boston Celtics basically went on the last legs of their big three, they had the opportunity to knock him out of game six at home. He scores 45. I mean, honestly, there's going to be a time where LeBron – I understand that he's trying to do the best for his teammates. He's trying to make sure that everybody gets open shots, that everybody's involved in offense, and nothing gets stagnated. Similar to kind of like how the Thunder have been, because I would think that Steven Adams would have taken the next step, or Victor Oladipo, or Andre Roberson. But that didn't really manifest because Westbrook was pretty much dominating the ball. LeBron has to figure out, you know what, maybe in the regular season I can be a little more pass-oriented, but when it comes to the playoffs, particularly in the finals against this type of Golden State Warriors team, when you are the most dominant person on the court and the best player in the world, I still have to give him that moniker. 
you have to go to the lane. You have to do everything that you can. You have to pretty much score 40 some a game, kind of like Jordan did for, against the 93 Suns. At this point in time, if LeBron doesn't do something like that, they're not beating the Warriors. Bottom line. It's, it's going to be tough, man, because, I mean, the, the Warriors, to me, when you play, when you play hero ball, you play right into their hands because they want you to attack them one on five because they're going to attack you five on one. So if you're AJ, well, actually, no, let's do Julius Rock. Julius Rock, if you're the Cavs, what do you do this summer? They're over the cap. They can't sign anybody. They have the highest payroll in the league. Everybody's signed for the next three, four years. And you're looking at LeBron possibly leaving to go to freaking Los Angeles in 2018 when he becomes a free agent. If you're the GM, like the the so-called GM, not the real GM because it's LeBron, but if you're the GM, what do you do to fix this Cavs team? Well, you got – and Gilbert got two ways to go. He can either think long-term or he can say fucking and go get another championship. All right, mm. so say fucking get another championship is your best asset is Kevin Love, all right? Maybe somebody will let you get a Kevin Love and maybe you can throw a shump in there because I don't think they got Richard Jefferson another year. Uh, I think, you know, you might could get a shump in there. Shump, shump is also your best asset. See what you can get for that. Or, or keep the team you got and then just instead of, like, scrambling for, like, Derrick Williams and, you know, Derrick Williams and Darren Williams and Richard Jefferson, just upgrade the fucking roster. Just pay over the cap and upgrade your goddamn a bench. But I mean, they, uh, uh, to no. me, they can't even do that. I think they need to get younger, and they can't. I don't even think they have draft picks to get younger. So it's like but you can get, but you can get younger if Gilbert's willing to pay over the cap. You can get younger. No, they. St- I mean, unless you will give, I don't even think they have a mid-level exception. I have to look at that, but I don't even think they have a mid-level exception to even to even sign anybody. Like they're stuck, bro. They are stuck. Like you know what I'm saying, like. I don't know who they're going to sign because they them niggas is stuck in there. I don't know. think they could trade for anybody though. I really don't think. I think LeBron now like the point fingers. I think LeBron has put them in a bad situation because of the fear of losing LeBron. So, cuz you got to think everybody that got paid, LeBron threw a hint like, "Yo, we need to pay them." Yeah. And right. you know, they just jumped out the window and said, "Well, fuck, we got to get JR 45." Fuck, we gotta give Shump forty. Yo, we mm-hmm. gotta get Tristan eighty. We gotta get fucking Kevin Love one thirty. Like nigga, you not thinking like you know what I mean? You thinking so, about making LeBron happy? LeBron leaves. Cav- uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are irrelevant again. That's man, a fact. The, the Cleveland is a eight seed. I, I can't, at best, maybe. Come on, man. They can't get the six. Hell no. The AC was the AC was Paul George by himself. They still got Kyrie and K Love. First off, Paul George had Jeff T and Miles Turner. I mean, yeah, but uh, come on. I mean, compare Monte compared Ellis. to Kyrie and K Love. Monte Ellis was a bum. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. My, my bad. Oh, this nigga moving body. I hate this thing God, so much. It really is moving body. All right. Um. So let's talk about this real quick. Draymond versus uh, LeBron. Draymond um, had a T-shirt on with a Q that said Quickie. Eh, well, I don't know where you put that at. Um, and LeBron posted on Twitter. I mean, they're, they're going back and forth, these guys. And I guess it's all in good fun. Um, who's winning the trash talk right now, AJ? Have you been following this? Nobody's winning, first of all. Yeah, I've been following. Nobody's winning. All that trash talk is poo-poo sauce. Draymond got a decent shirt, man. I like the shirt, but LeBron's response to that shit was just so corny, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I agree. And I, and I understand LeBron's a role model, leader in the community, blase, blase. He can only say but so much on social media. But I still believe it was something better he could say than that's what she said. Man, get the fuck out of here with that shit, man. <laughs> That shit was off, man. And now, and now he ball. Uh, uh, Yo, but do you think LeBron James has that kind of like razor sharp humor though? 
fight. There's these no. like you're somebody had like a backup. Like you know what I mean? You know you some people you can talk shit to. Listen, you always got a joke in the chamber. That's who. My, that's, my who Draymond, that's who Draymond strike me as. Yeah, he's not like an asshole. <laughs> I, well, maybe Draymond, but I feel like the more successful people you are, the more successful in life you are, the less funny you are. Because you don't have to be funny. Like, if LeBron came on you and says some shit, it's LeBron. Like, you're going to laugh. That's what he funny. Did, what he should have did was got on the phone, gave J.R. Smith a call, and told that nigga to respond to this one. And then let that shit between him, <laughs> let it be between J.R. Smith and Draymond Green. That would have been, been perfect. That would have been perfect. We would have got some real conversation. That would have been perfect. Yeah. LeBron like, could have given him three bottles of Henny White, and that would have been it. Like, that, you would have had one of the most epic road uh, sessions uh, of all time. All time. Yo, I don't yo. know. Jack, I'm sorry. I think Draymond winning this shit, yo. He, he landslide. Yeah, he won it. He said, it. he said, we need you go ball. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, nigga. Like, that, yeah. that's a gut punch, man. Yeah. Come on, man. You know that nigga brought sensitive about his hair. That's why he ain't shaving off yet. He been holding on to every strand. But it's gone. R.I.P. Hey, yo, real quick. Uh, let's go through this because I know you, the, the wave. Did you see the 30 for 30? No, I haven't, but I do know the history between the Lakers and the Celtics. All right, cool. cool the wave, cool. of course, you know. You ain't got to see no damn yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the 30 for 30, and, and a couple of things stuck out to me. One is the physicality of the game, right? How much, especially in the 80s, how much, like, uh, Kevin McHale clotheslined Kurt Rambis, and Kurt Rambis just got shot two free throws, and that was it. Like, he didn't get thrown out the game. He didn't get suspended. Nothing like that. So the physicality of the game changed. Odell, what stuck out to you about that 30 for 30? Besides Boston being the most racist, awful place <laughs> on the planet. Shit, we've been if you trying- listen to this in Boston, it's the true fuck y'all city. Go ahead. I'm we, sorry. We've been trying to tell niggas for years Boston is racist, but they wouldn't listen to us, man. You know, Facts. It, had to be on, it had to be on TV for them to pay attention and shit. But what stuck out to me the most... Um, had to be like th- these niggas really did not like each other, and that's and that's crazy because I know how we hate Boston, you know, being from New York and shit. Um, yeah, like these niggas really hated each other for like fifty years, and it's still going on, and it's <laughs> and that's the craziest yeah. shit ever. Like, like they they really fought, you know what I mean? And it's like exactly you, you talk about the physicality, and it's like it, it wasn't like just physical. The niggas was actually like punching niggas and shit. You know, play by niggas. play, <laughs> stomping niggas. Literally, like oh, every so. every other clip was a clip of Kurt Rambis getting in a fight with somebody. <laughs> every other freaking clip. But but one of the things I liked too was Jerry West. It, they said he didn't even he never went back to the Boston Garden, like ever, mm. which is so ill to me. Like because for those that may not know, he's one in eight, mm-hmm. one in nine in the finals, and like all. Eight or nine of those finals losses were to the Celtics. Like, imagine losing to a nigga. Like, LeBron lost to the Celtics, like, what, twice? Mm-hmm. And he left for Miami? This nigga lost eight or nine times. And this is, like, consecutive years. And he did. He never went back to Boston Garden. But he got the ultimate revenge because he built the Laker team that eventually beat the, um, the freaking Celtics. Yeah. So that's a beautiful thing. That was a beautiful thing. Also, the fact that they that basically the Celtics and the Lakers had the draft fixed for them like every year. Yeah, we, we <laughs> was talking about days. that before. I, I I didn't know if we was talking that like how how long ago we was talking about that. But um, but yeah, yeah. these niggas literally had like the number one pick in the draft for how many years in a row? This shit, it just didn't like, make sense. <laughs> it didn't make sense. How you get it? Did. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. It it didn't make sense. Look, look, freaking Red Auerbach drafted Larry Bird a year before he was eligible to be drafted. Like, <laughs> like who, that doesn't make any sense. Like, really, like, think about, like, really think about the Cavs drafting LeBron as a junior in high school. That's what I happened. They tried to do that for real. They tried to do that. No, you they bullshit. Did, but... No, they tried, it... to, they tried to draft LeBron when he was, like, 17. What was that, like a sophomore, junior? Junior. They tried to draft his motherfucker when he was, like, 17. LeBron was that good, though. I really think LeBron could have went. To freaking to the freaking NBA at seventeen, like he could have been. went to the NBA at like thirteen as a fucking freshman. <laughs> like, yeah, here we go. Uh, <laughs> hey, shit. You know what? If my Nuggets draft Zion Williamson in the next Thursday's draft, by all means, do it. Do it. See what happens. Man. See what happens. But yeah. So the the Lakers won in nineteen eighty two. 
Somehow they got the second pick in the draft and drafted James Worthy. The Celtics have the great one of the greatest basketball teams of all time in 1986. Somehow they get the number one pick in the freaking draft and draft freaking Len Bias who dies. Yeah, or number two, excuse me, number two pick in the draft and draft who's supposed to be better than Michael Jordan. And they're able to, and this is with the best team of all time. It's unheard of the, the lengths that the NBA went to fix. They fixed the hell out of this draft, yo, because yeah. there was a, that also, don't forget that year, you know, this wasn't in the documentary, but don't forget that year when the Knicks drafted uh, Patrick Ewing. That's right. That's, that's, right, that's right. right. They fixed the shit the first, out of this draft. <laughs> that was the first lottery, right? I think so. Yeah, that was the first lottery. First lottery ever. Yeah, man. Come on, man. And then, uh, and then uh, what is it, the 1980 draft? Uh, they uh, Red Auerbach traded the first pick. Again, how the hell they got the first pick? <laughs> Traded the first pick for uh freaking Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale. Insane. Like that's un freaking heard of, man. So I mean and, and, and uh, then uh, when stop. this and then when this nigga got Bill Walton, like this shit didn't make sense. Randomly, like just brought him out of the wilderness. You know nah, what I mean? the Bill Walton the Bill Walton thing made sense because I mean like Bill was Walton's kinda languishing in San Diego. And I mean like I I I'm trying to remember like in seven seasons, I think he played like 169 games, yeah, so like that, like maybe 20 some a game. So I mean, the, come on. Here's, here's the funniest shit though. He was on the table, um, getting a physical, and they was like, "Yo, we can't pass this nigga." Red Albert walks in there, and he's like, "Fuck you, mean we can't pass him?" He's like, "Can you play?" He's like, "I think so." He's like, "Well, right, shit, pass his ass." Yeah, yeah, you good. <laughs> and, and then he didn't pay the, and then he didn't pay the doctors because he was a Jew. Um, so. <laughs> 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 So it's looking like Boston. Uh, shout out to my Jewish people. I love y'all, man. Hot pastrami for my Jewish chicks. Um, <laughs> Boston uh, looks like they want to trade the number one to Philly. Um, I guess for their number four, they want to swap picks. Mm-hmm. Why is Danny Ainge doing this wave? You you have the inside track. Uh, tell us why. You know what? I feel like Danny Ainge is kind of looking at things like, we want to go ahead and stockpile as many assets as we possibly can because... Either they know something that we don't along the lines of getting either Jimmy Butler, Paul George, or Gordon Hayward, or they're just trying to go ahead and just have a combination of having an elite team while having multiple draft picks to where they can go ahead and just trade off assets. I don't know what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think anybody knows. I think I think everybody knows that they're in like a crazy good position to be to, to take that next step to elite team status, but they don't know how or when it's going to happen. Um, AJ, you're a Celtics fan, right? <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a test. That was a kick you off. Um, no. So <laughs> what are your feelings on um, on, on the Celtics training those, uh, those, their number one pick? Um, I mean, I don't think it could be. I, I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I think they have a pretty good team now. So do they? Do they really need a number one pick to get over that hurdle? But okay, what? But go, from, what oh, I'm, from what I'm hearing, they're swapping though. Like, they, so in other words, they will go from number one to number four. What number else? three? Oh, number three. Excuse me. But hold, hold on, real quick. Not now. Okay. Yeah. So Odell. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Number one, yeah. Number number three. How does how does that happen? Uh, do you think it should happen? Well, number one to number three. What are they? What's the purpose of it? What do you think the purpose is behind this? I think I think they're trying to get something else in the trade. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, is it is it a straight up trade like just swapping picks? Or I don't it, know. Uh, because I, think, I would I would think if you're going for number one and number three, you would also get another pick in well, in the mix. I mean, it, there's no reason why you would just yeah, trade that make trade sense. down for no reason. Yeah. That are they sense. are they gonna try and get um the the Duke guy Okafor? And maybe toss them like uh, I don't know one of their rookies or something. Who knows? There's so much intrigue about what's going on with Boston, and I saw it on the rumor that Magic wants to trade Julius Randle and our number two pick for number one. If he does, I'm slapping the shit out of him. It's almost <laughs> like it's almost like all that draft fixing talk that we talked about like five minutes ago. It's like they're doing the opposite, yeah. and instead of making crazy smart decisions they're making dumb decisions don't trade julius randall <laughs> for faults i don't know if he's going to be that good but who knows but um we say the lakers are looking um they're considering trading the number two pick and julius randall to move up number one yeah that's what you just said yeah so i know just... man i know I'm, just, I'm trying to figure out um I, i'm really trying to look and see what's up with that celtics that pick 
But yo, Burtis, while while I'm thinking about this, if you're the Lakers, like if you're able to to make the draft pick, who would you choose, Lonzo Ball or De'Aaron Fox, and why? Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say that because I don't know how they've looked, you know, in their workouts. From what I saw, I I just think you go with um with 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 Lonzo because he's a more He's a more willing passer. You know what I mean? I think I think the NBA is, is you need speed in the NBA. The Lakers don't have any speed. So I think that's what makes it close because the Fox guy, he's a fast guy. Um, but I, I think Lonzo being a willing passer on a young team, that that's gonna help people because they need they need somebody to set them up. I think uh um DeAndre's gonna be a great number two. I think he's gonna be a great scoring guy. That can also make passes and do some facilitation, but Lonzo's someone that's going to try and get everybody involved. Now, personally, I would rather get uh, see what we could get for the pick in terms of other talent, in terms of young talent. But if if that doesn't work, then yeah, you got to go with it, man. You got to go get Lonzo, man. But um, but yeah. So let's um, anything else you want to talk about the draft? Any any other draft talk at all? Did they bring it up? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm looking at something, man. They say the Celtics might be trying to to um to stop power those those first round picks so they can get Jimmy Butler um in the future. <laughs> hey, he's on a cutting ass night, bro. Hey, I think I think the Celtics can Celtics they have That's enough what money to sign. That's what I'm reading. They have enough money to sign these guys though, right? Like they but can they get... looking to trade so they, they might can potentially get him with just through trades. They they could get Gordon Haywood. And um, Blake Griffin, right? They can sign those guys outright. I see. I seen rumors that Blake Griffin might go to uh, to Oklahoma. I don't know why Blake Griffin would be a good fit for um for Boston when they just got Horford last year. So yeah, both of them dudes can't rebound or block shots. That's what they need. I thought that you know what I mean? Read, man. They can't read either. Blake Griffin can read. All lazy nah, DeAndre Jordan can't read. No, nah, that yeah, he definitely can't read. That nigga's an actor. He's acting on his commercials. If I'm Blake Griffin, I don't know why I'm going anywhere that's not named Houston. Houston to me is the perfect fit for Blake Griffin because he can float around. He doesn't. He could have the offense run through him, or he could just do the pick and rolls and dunks like he wants to do. You know, it's and he could up. shoot. You know, you know what's fucked up to me though. Yeah, how my nigga uh, DeAndre Jordan was trying to go to uh, Dallas, and then everybody like you know they they no, they, don't they, go, don't go. they locked his door and shit, told yeah. him don't go to Dallas and all that, and this nigga yeah. uh, and now everybody about to dip on his ass, which is hilarious. And it's good the, for that dummy. That's the funniest shit ever, yo. Funniest ever. He's gonna be stuck there with like with with Doc Rivers' son. Not gonna get injured and retire. You gonna be like, my back is out. I can't coach anymore because he ain't gonna want to coach a bunch of scrubs. You know what I mean? And he's gonna be in Inglewood, which is what the Clippers deserve because that Clipper owner was talking reckless, talking about we won LA, nigga. Y'all niggas don't run shit. Y'all ain't win no championship. Y'all ain't been to Western Conference. Damn, my nigga, how you feel? Oh, fuck them niggas. Anyway, um, all right. So we basketball done. We done with basketball. Yeah. All right. Let's do. Let's talk about Floyd Mayweather. And uh, Connor Mc uh, Irish nigga. Um, Connor Irish nigga. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we all got alerts when this because it almost like it came out of nowhere. It was just like yeah, you're was, sitting there. It was like four fifteen. You get ready to go home from work. <laughs> see, it didn't come out of nowhere. If you ain't following boxing like that. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, oh! oh, oh, oh. 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 they've been on Take the edge. They've been on Take- the edge of it for a little while, but you know it's finally done. Yeah, but you know. All right, so it it didn't come you know out of nowhere. You know what that nigga it, meant, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's in on everything that's going on in boxing. He has his ears to the street for regular degular niggas like myself. It kind of came out of nowhere because they were talking about it, but we didn't know how close it was to deal. I was shocked because since when I understand Connor McIrish is. A very accomplished guy <laughs> in UFC. He's knocking everybody out. That's spectacular. But since when do you randomly jump into a sport and get a shot at like pound for pound, one of the greatest boxers ever? Right? To me, this is like this is like Serena Williams challenge. No, this is like Tiger Woods 
challenging Serena Williams for like tennis. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the kind of the same thing, but it's like a totally different yeah. sport. Or like you know? Tim and, Tebow challenging Serena for her heavyweight title. Go. It's, <laughs> it's like it's like Serena challenging the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania this year. Like, but I, I just feel like it came out of nowhere. And the fact that Connor has such a like, such uh, he automatically like Floyd doesn't have any boxing tape on this nigga. How are you gonna study him? You know what I'm saying? That doesn't seem outrageous to me, uh, to y'all, because it does to me. Odell, this doesn't seem outrageous. I guess, I guess in what Connor. What you call him, Connor Irishman? Connor, Connor, Connor Irish nigga. Connor the Irish nigga. I guess I guess he does a little bit of boxing in in the fucking UFC. So I guess you have to go off of that. Make his derogatory term for Irish. But yeah, so I I just I feel like even though I understand he has to use his hands, I know he has some training. But wave, come on, bro. This this is a little outrageous, right? This is like almost like a circus like event, right? Listen, I think about two years ago when I was living in Atlanta, getting prepped to watch the Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao fight. Mm-hmm. And all I could think about is what I was going to do after the fight because mm-hmm. I had a nice little short. Like, I'm thinking the same thing as far as like this fight. Like, I'm more interested about what's going to happen afterwards than what's actually going to happen during because Floyd Mayweather completely outclassed Manny Pacquiao. And he's going to do the same thing with McGregor. I mean, like, I don't even know what we're talking about this shit. For real. Really? You think it's just, it's just, he's just going to just fuck him all the way up? Like, I ain't going to say all that. Like, I feel like it's going to be a decision. Like, I don't think it's going to nah, be a knockout. Talk that. Talk that shit, Wade. Oh, 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 shit. Uh, you know what? Floyd Mayweather is going to knock him out within the first five rounds. Fuck five it. Five rounds? Whoa. You heard it here first. <laughs> Insane. Insane. And listen. Oh, wait, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my my thing is this though, right? If you're Floyd Mayweather, Odell, anybody could get knocked out, right? Mm-hmm. And every boxer, it's like every boxer it ends the same way, right? It's like every bad bitch you'll ever see in life, they all gonna grow up to be old and ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the great equalizer. Men stay attractive as we get old. Women get uglier as they get old. That's the great equalizer. And we know, <laughs> we, we we know that boxers all grow out like sad, flabby, and sick. You know what I mean? Like think about yeah. your favorite boxer, Roy Jones. Mike, and yeah, Bro, Roy Jones is still fighting. Yeah, and getting his ass whooped. Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson. But now Hopkins got knocked out the ring the other day. Yeah, man. Larry Holmes was beating the hell out of Muhammad Ali. Like Roy Jones won his last fight. Let's just put that out there. Did he get knocked out the ropes? Oh, no, he his last fight he won. What was his last fight? Who's like he fighting? A month, a month and a half ago. Who's he? Really? Who's he fighting? It doesn't matter who he's fighting. The point nah, is, he won. That nigga, that nigga fought that Russian nigga like a couple months before that. I mean, Roy, Roy Jones could knock me out right now. That I mean, is it? I mean, it's like a Just big. won. Like I had, I had money on that shit. You know, oh. what I mean, I thought he was gonna lose, and this motherfucker won. So I was dead <laughs> about that shit. But he won his last fight. All right, bet, okay. bet, bet. He's fighting journeyman. He's he's fight. What do he fight? The Brooklyn Brawler. And he fights, um, I don't know. I think he fight forty six, like two hundred and seventy pounds or some shit like that. It was ugly. But all boxers go out the same way. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. That's so Odell, is this is this the way Floyd goes out into the sunset? This is what are you? Man. This is what I've been thinking. I think Connor is going to come out and try to, because Connor, you know, people like to say Floyd runs. Connor runs mm. also. Um, oh, uh, what you call it? And I think Connor is not. I think Connor's gonna come out here and try to prove a point. And mm. Floyd is gonna show him that hey, I'm a, I'm an actual boxer. You know, you just do MMA shit. And Floyd is gonna like punish him. Floyd, I think Floyd will knock him out. Um, but I nah, think, that's not happening. I think, I think Floyd's goal is to make it go the distance so he can get that bread. You know, but He's I think Connor, I think Connor is gonna try to show up. I mean, show out and shit. And uh, Floyd is gonna get him. And I. I think that's what's gonna happen. Like Madonna or whatever that nigga name was. I think I think these are like I think Conor McGregor is the luckiest person in the world. Yeah. Like, I swear to God, because he's only made so far maybe twenty two million from what I'm looking at, like so far in his UFC career. From this one the, fight the alone, he could paid. make one hundred and twenty seven mil. 
Yeah. Like he, they the luckiest person in the world. So let, let's think about this. Right? UFC so at the end of the day, this is like this is like this is like hold on, this is like regular barbershop talk. Like you got your UFC fans, you got your boxing fans, uh-huh. and niggas is always talking about you know what I'm saying UFC would do this to a box, a box would do this to a UFC. So who are the two biggest names at this point to actually make that shit happen? Conor McGregor is like the number one name in UFC. Lloyd Mayweather, nobody's bigger in boxing than him. So I think it's a good way to bridge the gap. So down the line, there may be opportunities for other boxers and other UFC fighters to maybe uh, to interject in each other's sport to create, you know, something that that we haven't seen before. So I do think it's good in that sense. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, the money team is 49 and 0 for a reason. You know what he's gonna do when he get in there. I don't know, and man. I, I will say this. I, I, I'm, I'm mixed on that, yo. I'm not really I'm not really sold. Uh, I, I think this is the last shot of boxing's credibility, and I think it's going out the window with a uh, with Conor McIrish just coming out of nowhere to challenge one of the greatest boxers ever. But, but, I think but, first of all, boxing credibility is going to come up though. Like boxing, like the name is coming back. It's a lot of young boxers who are making a name for themselves, man. It, this time. doesn't help though. This the this is like this is like when everybody would say, "Man, the country needs to be run by businessmen." And look at what we have. <laughs> <laughs> look, this shit doesn't work out. Like, but like, you know what? I look at it like this, like. For the UFC, if Conor McGregor somehow wins this fight, it's going to show so much credibility to the UFC. Yeah. But if Mayweather wins this fight, then you know what? It's just like, oh, he should have done it. And now boxing is on the forefront for so, once. So it's like, so it's like fighting a, a retarded kid or something. Basically, it's like yo, you should have beat her. Like, what no, are you no, no, no. It's like it's like the fucking popular kid fighting the unpopular kid. More people watch. What what which sport do most people watch? Boxing. Like which has a bigger name? Boxing. Lawyer mm. Mayweather's the popular kid. Conor McGregor's like the kids you see around and shit, but nobody fuck with him like that. So they finally about to fight. That's how I see it. So you saying Conor McIrish is gonna lose, get a gun, come back to school, and shoot everybody up? <laughs> what the fuck is, that, right? is, that, is that too much? Is that too much? Am I wrong? Make it to is a derogatory term for Irish people. Listen, I, 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 I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see. I don't see this. I don't see this. How this looks good for boxing at all. Like you said, if he beats McGregor, then fine. You're supposed to. If he loses, then it's the most embarrassing thing ever. He, Floyd doesn't need the money. He has plenty of money. He doesn't need the money. So I don't understand why he did this. I mean, I, I just don't get it. Is it like, do do we all get to challenge Floyd now? I think you know what I think it is. You know what I think it is. I think it. I think it's. I think it's like that annoying itch or whatever. It's like you got somebody that's in your ear, like won't shut the fuck up, and you just like you just want to slap the shit out of him. And this is his Bro. chance to just slap the shit out of him. Like yo, this shut is- the fuck up. Is that you know what I mean? Like when you get mad. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I agree with you. I agree with you, but you can't, you can't give these niggas shots at the title. Like, yeah. I, I, not the title, but you know, like you can't give them shots at you. Like, especially since he ain't fight Triple G. But that's another story I, so, for let, another let, day. First, first of all, first of all, that's a whole another goddamn day and topic. Yeah. But let me ask this: If Floyd loses this fight, how does it fuck his legacy up, or does it fuck his legacy up? All the way because he loses. It's like it's like baseball. Jordan was the worst baseball player ever, right? And they was they was they was trying to make it a point to fuck Jordan up. They was not gonna let Jordan come in there and run shit. Facts. If Floyd Mayweather lets Jordan come in there and run shit, it's over. It's over. Like how yo, you yo, one, yo, one loss, my nigga was to a nigga that don't even do this shit. That's how I look at it. It's embarrassing, man. And I'm telling you, it doesn't help with the with the credibility of the sport of boxing at all. That a nigga that first of all, you he's how do he's never even boxed anybody else before. Like it's to me, it's just it's ludicrous. You've never fought. You're supposed to build your way up to a shot at Floyd Mayweather, and he's never fought. He's never boxed anyone else before. So you don't even know. You don't even know. You don't even. You don't have no game feel on it at all. It's it, it, it's it boggles my mind. So if Floyd was fighting anybody else from the UFC, would people be disinterested, or is it just because it's damn uh, Conor McIrishman or what the fuck his name is? There you go. You got it, Mick. The rocketry turn. Um, I think it's just because it's Connor. That's it. You know, what do you think, Odell? No, that's a fact. So you guys don't think this is a way to try to break? 
nigga, y'all been in barbershop before. You never heard this shit? Oh, if such and such was in the box ring, he'd fuck this person up. If no. such and such was in the USC ring, he'd do this. It's, it's not that. It's the fact that it's, it's happening. But how else could you bridge the gap between those the, two sports? Those other two than sports don't need that's to be bridged. Asking. That's like that's like cricket and baseball. Them shits don't need to be bridged. Don't nobody give a fuck. We don't need we don't need basketball. It's like <laughs> I, I see it as like a fucking uh like a like a playground myth. If McGregor this was is, in the ring, you know he would is? do this and he would do that. This is goddamn basketball, my nigga. That, that movie <laughs> niggas made. That's what this shit is. Like, come on, man. You might as well, I'd rather get fight night and make a Conor McGregor character and then fight Floyd Mayweather. You know what I mean? Like, hey, fucking McGregor, get in there. All it takes is one punch, man. One punch. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you, dog. All I'm, all I'm going to say is this. We're going to sit back. We're going to watch this fight on somebody else's pay-per-view or the bandwidth, something like that. Shopping out the bandwidth. Look, we ain't going to sit back and pay for this shit. So, I mean, like, might as well enjoy it, right? I'm definitely definitely watching it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me construed and fucked up. I'm definitely going to. Are you going to pay for it, though? Nope. There we go. It's like that E-40 song. Are you going to watch? Yep. Are you going to pay for it? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Choices. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I, I think we good. I think we, we caught everything up, man. A uh, couple of things. Um, I said there's only two in the top 10 assists that have championships. It's, uh, actually four. It's Jason K, Magic, Oscar, and Isaiah. But still, four out of 10 with, uh, all-time assist leaders. And, um, only one in the all-time scoring leaders, and that's Carl Malone. So it just pays the score. It does. And everything they said, everything they tell you about such and such being a shooter and shooters never win championships, uh, it's incorrect. Hilariously incorrect. Um, one other thing before we head off. Uh, it wasn't on the itinerary, but are y'all going to see this Tupac movie? Yeah, I'm going Tuesday. $6 Tuesdays at the theater. Uh, yeah. Well, nobody uh, yeah, player, player. That's what Got I'm talking you. about. Uh, Wave? Um, I might. I might. Uh, uh, Odell, I already know your answer. Um, we got this Tupac Legacy podcast coming up soon. <laughs> uh, make sure y'all check that out. We got a two, we're going to do a, a Legend Series. Actually, we're going to do Legend Series all summer. This is going to be, this is something I'm really excited, we're really excited to do. And, uh, the first one is going to be on Tupac. And if any of y'all know, uh, how we get down in the shop, let me assure you, this will not be. We will not slander Tupac on his legacy or legends uh, legend series. We're not going to slander Tupac at all. No side jokes. No like, you know what I'm saying? Like no ad libs. Nothing. We're going to show some love. We're going to get some Pac fans from the shop to join in. We're just going to talk about him. You know, you know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about his music, his acting, his poetry. Uh, where he came from in terms of being, uh, you know, his mom's being a Black Panther and all that good stuff. So that's that's going to be a good thing. But I, I, I'm definitely not paying to see that movie. Um, people are saying that it wasn't good. Jada Pinkett was like, oh, this shit is trash. I'm, you know what I'm saying? She was criticizing it. So that's, that's going to be a rough thing to see for Tupac fans. But hopefully they enjoy it, man, and just, you know, kind of look out for that le- legend series coming up uh, during the summer, especially during the dry months. When there's no basketball or, or football to talk about, and black dudes don't watch baseball because you know they don't <laughs> reach out to our community, so you know whatever. Um, so let's do this, man. Let's shout everybody out and get on our way, man. Uh, Kwame West, I mean, where, where can they find you at online? Uh, for the time being, you you can't find me anywhere online. Uh, oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. All right, and then um, Julius Rock, he had to finish trapping out those. You know, moving them bricks in the, in the Escobar, <laughs> moving them bricks in them dead white woman down the the old I ninety five. But he told us to shout out uh, his Twitter, uh, which is at Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you look him up. Uh, Wave, where can they find you, or do you want them to find you online? Well, you know what? On Twitter, professionally, they can find me on Junior Smith the Third. And then, like, as far as the white people, they are really loving my music and shit, man. Like. Microwave.nc.bandcamp.com. There you go. You got any new, anything new out there you want to shout out? Any new uh, new songs, new projects? 
Well, I got something, an opportunity. Basically, I'm just passing off to the streets and everything. So go ahead, buy that $5, and yeah. Okay, so and it's on Bandcamp, right? Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so check that out, man. That's my man Wave. He, he got flow, though. He got flow. And uh, listen, for all you wonderful white people out there, none of the things, <laughs> none of the racist, sexist <laughs> things that were said in this podcast is representative of that brother Wave and this brother AJ. It's all representative of me, not of Kwame West, Julius Fox. <laughs> These are all professional men with families. It's me. I'm the bastard here. Um, AJ, where can they find you at, bro? Hey man, you can find me on YouTube, uh, twenty eight underscore gaming, on um, Instagram, twenty eight underscore gaming. Uh, the spoken poet, you know what I mean. I do the spoken word thing pretty heavy, trying to build a little following up. Got a new piece dropping this weekend called "She's the Kind of Woman." Uh, make sure you go check that out. It's fucking fire, bro. See this guy, AJ respects <laughs> <Fire>. women. <laughs> AJ respects women. I do not. And if you're looking, if you're looking to find me being disrespectful to women, you can look up Dr. Ocula, D O C T O R underscore O C K U L A R. Hey man, y'all stay beautiful out there. Who's man? That's my man, That's my man. All my beautiful, sexy ladies. You know, I'm just kidding. I love each and every one of y'all, man. Stay safe out there. The police officer that shot Philando Castillo, I mispronounced his name, was found innocent. So if a cop stops you, stay safe, my brothers and sisters, because, you know, it, it ain't good for us out there. Stay safe. Stay beautiful. Stay black. It's Barbershop Mentality Podcast. You check this out everywhere. Fanmovement.com. Get those Barbershop Mentality t-shirts. Go to Facebook. Put in your search bar, Barbershop Mentality. Join the Facebook group. We're all a bunch of savages. We want to talk about you, your moms, your girl, everybody in your family. And we want to talk shit about sports, man. Join up and uh, check us out, man. Stay safe. Stay beautiful, everybody.